Friends, this Sunday we focus on faith. We're in the middle of the sermon series, Paths to Joy. But with this in mind, I start this morning with a confession. I have needed to hold on to faith with both hands this week as a leader here at Northfield. And I'm feeling a little bit fragile and bruised uh, as I stand before you this morning. Have you ever felt like you are slipping into the real muddy mess of life? Where it feels like all roads lead to suffering rather than to paths to joy uh, like we are journeying with currently. Uh, That song we just sang, uh, the original uh, speaks of peace like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll. Whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well. It is well with my soul. And I don't know about you, the lyrics for that song resonate deeply with my soul this morning. In my life, in your life, in the life of Northfield Methodist Church, we need to stand firm in our faith and trust a God who is faithful. The scripture reading that I share with you this morning is found from in Deuteronomy 7, uh, verse 9, and it will uh, come up on the screen. It is the ESV version. Know, know therefore that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commandments to a thousand generations. And so we give thanks to God for these words today. Amen. Friends, when we read Scripture and we are told to know, to know something, we should make sure that there is something that catches our attention because it is important. It's something for us to know in our hearts and in our souls and in our minds. We are to know without a shadow of a doubt that the eternal creator of heaven and earth, who has locked himself into an everlasting covenant with humanity, he is our Lord and our God. And he is faithful and true in all that he says and all that he does and all that he has promised. It's a powerful, powerful reminder about the faithful God that you and I worship with every breath that we have. And so looking at this word faithful this morning, it can mean a couple of different things. Often the word faithful is used to describe someone who regularly attends or participates in something. They are faithful to show up every week at their job, at their church. They are faithful people. Or we could describe it as some kind of a work ethic. They are faithful in the task that is before them, always doing what they are asked. And so these are not bad definitions for being faithful. But our Deuteronomy reading gives us a different perspective when it comes to faithfulness. And so the statement that God is faithful 
is not just highlighting his consistency or his reliability, but it is confirming and celebrating who God is at the core. And so this Deuteronomy reading that we share this morning, it places me, it places you, maybe it places an oil field with the people of Israel who are about to enter into the promised land after wandering in the wilderness. But before they are allowed to enter into a promised land, Moses delivers a couple of messages or sermons, if you will, to the people of God. You see, this generation needed to know that God was with them, just as he had promised to their fathers before them. And that they were about to face the fight of their lives. And they needed the assurance of their faith in a dependable God as they faced the people of Canaan and committed their lives to the Lord God. And so this passage we read this morning is declaring to Israel that their God is a faithful God. That they can rest in Him that they can trust His every word, that they can believe in all of His promises, and that they can depend on His power that will get them through whatever comes their way, because that's what faith looks like. That's the picture of faith. And so for us, as we look at the paths of joy, Can you and I be reminded that the Spirit of God leads us? The Spirit of God leads us even when we feel like we've been hit in the guts by our circumstances. The Spirit assures us that we can rest in God, that we can trust in God, that we can believe in God, that we can depend in God. And that God will see us through whatever comes our way. Because that's what faith looks like when we have a faithful God. And so friends, maybe you are just like me this morning. And you are needing to hold on to faith with both of your hands. And you and I are needing to be reminded about the faithless God that we serve. I'm currently reading a book, a book that I received from Trevor when he moved offices. You know, when Trevor moves offices, we all run in with a trolley. We pray that his bookshelf gets smaller every time he moves. And it's one of those books that uh, I got from Trev. It's the books that, you know those ones that are full of notes and have pen underlined sentences and curled up pages? But this book is called Forging a Real World Faith. And it's written by Gordon MacDonald. And something that struck me when I was uh, spending some time with the writings of MacDonald is that real world faith, real world faith, doesn't begin with sorting out the issues in our lives, the issues on earth. But rather, when we begin exploring heavenly places, 
to gain a true view of who God is and how we are to respond to this God, this faithful God. I found that, that passage that I read so, so helpful, reminding us not to spend too much time and getting caught up in the realities of this world, but putting our energies into exploring the heavenly places to gain a true view of a faithful God. And so this morning, can I share just two aspects with you that I've discovered in a difficult time in my life and here at our church that I believe will be helpful as we look at our relationship with faith and, and our God, who is so faithful. The first thought is that God, this faithful God, He keeps His promises. And so let's not fool ourselves looking at God's faithfulness the same way that our world views faithfulness. You see, we often treat our commitments more like a contract than a covenant like God does. There's a big difference between a contract and a covenant. A contract in this world says, I will do this on condition that you do that for me. If you fulfill your end, well, I'll fulfill my end. These contracts exist all over Benoni, especially between parents and their children. But a covenant is something very, very different. A covenant says, I will completely fulfill my promises to you, regardless on any condition that you keep your side of the arrangement. And that's what a faithful God offers us. And Paul reminds us of this in his letter to Timothy. And, Tim, and Paul captures it so beautifully, it will come up on the screen. 2 Timothy 2 verse 13. Even when we are too weak to have any faith left, He remains faithful to us and will help us. For He cannot disown us who are part of Himself and He will always carry out His promises to us. That first line that Paul says, even when we are too weak to have any faith left, does anybody own that t-shirt? Has anyone been in that place lately? You see, God says He's never going to check out on us even when we choose to trust other things in our lives, where we try and trust our own ability, our own skills, our own jobs, our own bank accounts, God still remains faithful through it all. You see, He will never disown us, even though we trust our little gods that we create. Our faithful God will carry out His promises to love us, to forgive us, never leave us, and never give up on us. So that's the first thing I've learned this week, that God is faithful to keep His promise. The second thought I share with you is that God is faithful to lavish His unfailing love on each one of us. 
Deuteronomy 7 verse 9 says, He lavishes His unfailing love. When you're a guy from Benoni, you've got to go to the dictionary just to make sure that you understand the definition of lavish. And it says, bestowing something in generous or extravagant quantities. You see, God loves us in generous and extravagant quantities. And this is the kind of love that pardons us, that protects us, that pursues us. You see, friends, a love that pardons is a kind of love that sets us free from everything we've done wrong. Everything we've done wrong in our past, in our present, and into our future. And Scripture reminds us of this faithful and hopeful love. Lamentations 3, 22 to 24. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is His faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. And I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance. Therefore, I will hope in Him. See, God is so faithful to us because He loves us. And because He loves us, we can have a deep, deep, deep faith in God. You see, God's faithfulness and, and His love is what separates following Jesus versus choosing the hamster wheel kind of life. It is what makes us fall in love with the one true God. And not with the systems of do's and don'ts and wishful thinking in our world. If we choose the hamster wheel of life, that way of life says to us, do this and you will have that. Do this and you will find happiness and joy. Do this and you will be rewarded. But choosing a life that has faith in God... It celebrates what God has already done for us. It tells us that we have faith because our salvation has been purchased on a cross. We have faith because we have been made right before God and can experience God's joy. We have faith because we are brought into the fullness of God's purpose for each of our lives. We have faith because we are empowered to live with a hope and a confidence that can only come from a faithful God. So friends, God doesn't stop at forgiving us when we choose the shortcuts and the hamster wheel way of life. He offers us a protection when life gets really messy and hard. The psalmist in Psalm 33 writes, We put our hope in the Lord. He is our help and our shield. In Him our hearts rejoice, for we trust. We trust in His holy name. Let your unfailing love surround us, Lord, for our hope is in you alone. This morning I want you just to look around the sanctuary. Look at the person on your left and on your right. If you're joining us on live streaming, 
Just take notes and be aware of everyone that's watching with you. Friends, all around us, all around us right now, are faithful, godly people who are willing to draw near to us as we experience wilderness moments, as we experience trials and sufferings. You see, God's Spirit is always guiding and directing us, prompting us towards His goodness and strengthening us to walk paths of joy. Another thing I learned this week is that there is no way that we can ever outrun God's love. We can never be lost and wayward because God will always come and find us. God is faithful and He will always lead us on the path of joy. And He will never forget His promise that He has made to us because He is a God who keeps His promises. So friends, how do we hold on to our faith when life gets messy? I think faith at its deepest is when we choose to trust and to wait on God with everything that we have, even when nothing makes sense. Can I say that again? Faith is at its deepest when we choose to trust God and wait on God with everything that we have, even when nothing makes sense. See, it's easy to have faith when everything makes sense. When everything in your life is falling into place and matching your timeline, it's easy. It's easy then to say, I have faith. You see, but God shows himself faithful. Even when we doubt and when we struggle and the chips are down and we begin to ask questions like, how did we get here? How did this even happen? Why me? Why us? Faith is at its deepest when we choose to trust and wait on God with everything we have, even when it doesn't make any sense. Paul, in his letter to the people of Corinth, writes in 2 Corinthians 4, verse 8, We are pressed on every side by troubles, but not crushed and broken. We are perplexed because we don't know how things happen as they do, but we don't give up and quit. And I want to add a little bit on, because we have faith. See, friends, God's perspective is not our perspective. We can only see the bits and pieces in front of us right now. But God is saying to us, I am faithful. And you can have faith in me. Because I have made promises and a covenant with you. And I will set everything right. But friends, until then... There are two choices that we can make. And I also learned this this week. We can live life feeling like God owes us an explanation. 
Or we can live realizing God is God. And we can trust Him. And have faith in Him. So friends, if we feel like God owes us an explanation, will you know that I've been there many times this week? This path of needing God to explain Himself it leads to bitterness and frustration and pain and anger and heartache. The alternative is a path to joy. As long as this journey may seem, it is possible when we allow others to walk with us through the wilderness and remind us of the faithfulness of God that goes with us. Because God will always lead us to experience His great joy. Because joy always comes in the morning. God is always faithful. No matter the darkness we may be experiencing in our lives right now, may we never forget that His light is always faithful to shine and show us a way forward. And so this morning, I want to invite us as a community into a time of prayer. In a minute, I'll ask you to stand and take a hand of the person next to you if you're comfortable and to stand in unity to pray, to pray for our church Northfield, to pray for our staff, to pray for all of us as a Northfield family. And as we pray our own personal prayers to God this morning, may we stand as family whose hearts yearn to be reminded of the faithfulness of God, the God who knows each one of us by name, this God that we love so, so much and who loves us in return, the God who has called us to be His church, to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to a broken world. So I'm going to lead the worship team forward. And I invite you, as the worship team leads us, to stand and take a hand of the person next to you and pray your own prayers to God for our church, for our staff, for our Northfield family. Let's pray together. Just in this time to pray your own prayers. If you want to pray aloud, feel free. If you want to pray in the silence, feel free. However you're comfortable to pray.
So, Father God, as your people, we come before you this morning. We draw near to you, God, and we offer our hearts, our lives, our prayers to you, God. We pray for our church, your church. We pray for Northfield Methodist Church. We pray for healing. We pray for wisdom. We pray for direction. We pray for our family, God. We pray for every member, every visitor, everyone who comes onto this campus and experiences your deep, deep love and your presence. We thank you for every group that gathers here, God, whose lives are changed and transformed because of who you are. We thank you for the ministry of this church, God, the ministry of the past, the ministry of the present, and the ministry of the future. We pray, God, for just the gift of being able to minister to the broken and the, the grieving in Benoni and wider than Benoni, all made possible because of who you are. God, I pray for the staff of Northfield Methodist Church. May they know of your deep, deep love and presence now and always. Times of uncertainty and distress and anxiety. Will you, Jesus, the Prince of Peace, come and comfort each one of them? We pray for Zooks as he leads us, God. Will you speak to him? May he know of your presence. Would you help him to hear your voice, God? We pray for Kali. We give thanks for her gift of teaching, God. We pray that you would also speak to her. Let her hear your voice. We pray for the leadership, God, for the committees that have been formed to guide us and lead us during this difficult time. We confess, God, that perhaps we lean on our own understanding and not on yours enough. Forgive us. Help us to recognize, God, that we need to place your Son, Jesus Christ, at the center of all that we do. Help us to follow the great shepherd. We thank you for Trevor, God, for just the gift that he is to this church, for his wise counsel. And we thank you, God, for Northfield, for every Northfielder. May each one of us know that nothing can separate us from the love of God. We are connected, brother and sister in Christ. This is all possible because of who you are. Because you, Jesus, went to the cross and died for us and gave your love so that we can be set free. And so will you help us to stand as people of faith, with a deep faith and a trust in you, God, even though it feels like the bottom sometimes falls out. Help us to keep our eyes fixed on you, Jesus, because that's what we need and all that we can do. We can do nothing in our own strength, but only in your strength. So will you come, Holy Spirit, and touch each of our lives and, and intercede for us when we feel like we can't pray anymore? God, thank you. Thank you for hearing every prayer that has been offered from the depths of our hearts this morning. As the people of God, we say together, 
Amen. Uh, let us continue this time of worship. <laughs>